another black history moment with both and i hope this day turns out to be a fantastic day for you i hope it puts a little glide in your stride and everything in the world seems to be going your way this is how we should wake up every morning this should be our new day mindset that whatever happened yesterday was history and no matter what it was we're not going to let it stop us from accomplishing what we need to do to make today successful I mean that friends we've got to move our kids and grandkids have got to see us doing things that are worthwhile because allowing people inside your life is a beautiful thing And letting go of people who drain your spirit is another beautiful thing you can do for your life. The key to being happy is knowing you have the power to choose what to accept and what to let go. And my friends, believe this or not, but the struggle you're in today is developing the strength you need for tomorrow. Do I need to say that again? The struggle you're in today is developing the strength that you need for tomorrow. So buckle up, my friends, because we're going into darkness today, and it's going to get real heavy. You know, racial injustice, institutional racism, and police brutality are painful aspects of our society that we have not and should never become accustomed to. And we have seen these types of injustices numerous times, particularly with the increase of closed-circuit TV and cellular phones with recording capabilities, which have been published via social and news media. However, what we have typically seen are images of white officers or non-black officers beating, suffocating, and torturing black people, especially black men, with a sense of impurity. We have become all too familiar with seeing various authority figures, both in official and unofficial law enforcement positions, engaging in such actions under the guise of protecting and serving our society. Whether it was a so-called security official, George Zimmerman, who killed Trayvon Martin, or whether we are considering police officers of various ethnicities who used their position to murder George Floyd. What is apparent is that black people have remained at risk 
from police officers of various ethnicities. However, friends, what does it mean when we see black police officers torturing, brutalizing, and abusing another black person, as was the case with Tyree Nichols? What does this say about racism and injustice in our society? And who couldn't be racially biased? What this suggests is that whether or not police officers are black, the issue of institutional racism and discrimination remains. With the five accused black Memphis police officers in the case of Tyree Nichols, who was captured on video beating the 29-year-old for a supposed driving violation. It was interesting to note that the main video footage was captured from the body cam of a white police officer. Now, this officer both used his taser, vocalized his desire for Tyree Nichols to be violently physically assaulted, and instigated the hostility which would leave Nichols dead. However, he was not apprehended with the same swiftness as his fellow officers. But what has been highlighted through this brutal attack was not just the actions of thuggish police officers of the Scorpion Street Crimes Operation to Restore Peace in Our Neighborhoods Unit, but that these officers were acting in complete disregard to the unit's name and carried out the sentiments and wishes heard from the white officer who first engaged with Tyree Nichols. They were supposed to be patrolling. It would seem reasonable to suggest that what we have witnessed in their actions is more than individual brutality but it appears to be yet another manifestation of institutional racism, even though the perpetrators were black. As much as it is disappointing, it is not shocking to see black police officers considered to be occupying the position of the upstanding community member and officers of the law operating in such a fashion if we consider their actions using DuBose's theory of double consciousness. And this is because the complexity of racism is still very pervasive in all spheres of our society and its institutions, including law enforcement. When black people are in positions of power within institutions, they are not only expected to adhere to the culture of the institutions, but they should also have an awareness of DeBose's concept. This points to the idea that black people can have two perspectives of themselves. First, the black person can consider themselves without bias as an African person, namely having first sight. Secondly, the black person can have an understanding of themselves, their culture, and people from a negative perspective. This is known as second sight, whereby one considers oneself 
from a racist oppressor's perspective. Having an awareness of double consciousness should impact how individuals act to improve institutions rather than merely maintaining the status quo. Avoiding the wrath of second sight, which can be viewed as self-hatred of one's race or the oppressor's lens, would prevent a black individual in a position of power from demonstrating the actions of the racist oppressor by engaging in the oppression or the dehumanization of fellow black people. It is important for all individual, whilst working for an institution and trying to carve out their own reality of life success, to do so while honoring all. However, as part of achieving success in our society, it is well known that individuals conform to institutional expectations, thereby doing what is expected. As absurd as this may be, the black officers in Memphis who abused and beat Tyree Nichols were acting in a manner consistent with the various aspects of the police force, even if this is not overly stated through police policy. Although these police officers beat Tyree Nichols to the most severe extent, and falsified their written police report to disguise their actions. In doing so, they proved that they were acting in a manner not unusual for police culture and its approaches used against black suspects. Notably, these officers were even more ruthless than their typical racist police officer and therefore they demonstrated their investment in their role as police enforcement as they saw it. Now this suggestion does not remove any responsibility from the officers for their actions. They all had a choice, and they chose to abuse and kill Tyree Nichols, beating him much like the white officers who beat Rodney King. Instead, institutional racism defines how members of an institution, including black individuals, will likely treat, respond, be treated, and be responded to by those in contact with an institution, in this case, the police. Once these police officers adorned the uniform, uh, the Memphis police it was no longer a matter of them operating as black individuals. Having and implementing their first sight had no impact on their role. Instead, they were operating under the culture of police officers, implementing their second sight as police officers who confirmed to oppressing and disregarding black lives. Are you with me, my friends? I told you it was going to get heavy today. Buckle up. Some news outlets have honed in on Tyree Nichols' grieving mother's statement, where she said, I hate that it was five black men that did this, rather than recognizing her pain and identifying the complexity of racism. 
These outlets have missed the most crucial point of such a complex issue. Nichols' grieving mother was not suggesting that she would have liked it if white officers killed her son, which of course would have been absurd. Rather, she was expressing her disappointment and hurt about the reality of black officers acting in the same manner as white racist officers. It is clear that institutions no longer have to write policies which explicitly state that certain individuals of color must be treated in a subpar fashion. However, due to the prevalence of institutional racism and the legacy of discrimination, it is apparent that the culture of racism and discrimination is well established and continues to be pervasive. It is important to recognize that the most powerful institutions in the United States have evolved from the context where blackness has been treated with contempt, scorn, and dehumanization. Whether we are considering the treatment of black women who are more likely to suffer neglect during prenatal care and fatalities during childbirth from health care providers, or whether we are considering how police treat black men in general. There is a common disregard for members of the black community. Most notably, this proves that officers and authority figures do not have to be white to engage in racist actions. We should be reminded of Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech where he highlighted his hope that black people would one day live in a nation where they would not be judged by the color of their skin. However, the unfortunate component of systemic racism is that people of different racial backgrounds carry out the work of institutional violence, like policing black bodies in various spheres of our lives. For the black officers who engaged in the heinous act against Tyree Nichols, it is clear they were accustomed, despite being black, to enforcing institutional racism. It is, however, interesting to note that while such cases as the death of George Floyd or Beyonce Taylor took months for the officers to be arrested or charged, in the case of these black officers, their arrests came within the typical extended delay. As much as their arrests for this awful crime is welcome, it highlights yet another disparity of institutional racism and how it impacts how black people are treated both within and by institutions. In spaces like the USA and the UK, racism remains deeply etched in the national psyche and within institutions that often deny black individuals the ability to realize their own life success. As we have seen with the murder of Tyree Nichols, systemic and institutional racism can not only deny an individual their right to realize life success, it can also deny an individual of the most fundamental right, their right to simply live.
There you have it, my friends. Institutional racism. We've all seen it. We've all seen black police officers act just like white police officers, especially when they have white police officers with them. They suddenly become the oppressors themselves. It seems like they forget who they are. And until they get out of that uniform, they take on DuBose's second sight. I brought this to you today because nobody ever talks about this. Nobody ever talks about how people that work in an institution take on the characteristics of that institution instead of their own. But we did. We did today. My friends, that music tells me that it's time for me to get out of here. But before I go, you know I got a message for you. And that message is this. Let it be known, your actions will never change how I do me. But it will change how I do you. Have a marvelous day, my friends. Until next time, it has been my honor. Peace to my ancestors and my elders. I walk in your strength, legacy, and power today and every day.